0: what's up everybody uh coach sarge here Uh, super excited to present episode seven of tmp hockey um just to give you a little insight on what's going on with with everybody and everything um first off thank you for all the support and um continue to you know like subscribe all that fun jazz i don't know how this thing works but i know that the more that you hit those cool buttons um the It helps us continue to build and grow this thing. Uh, Just a couple of updates. So Ivan, uh, super sick story. He had his first call up to Utica uh, on the AHL. And so got to play in his first game, did awesome, was a plus one. And then they ended up winning an OT. Super fun game to watch. Uh, But based on roster moves, uh, people coming down from the NHL, um, he is back in Adirondack Garrett is Getting back on the ice So he's been rehabbing his shoulder for forever um, And you know been getting a lot of questions of, Oh hey what's he doing How's he feeling And that's what he's got going on right now Is he's starting to get back on the ice He's starting to do more strength training After he tore his labrum And got surgery back in early September um, So excited You know that's a, it's a huge step And a lot of progress for him um a couple more updates. So we just completed putting out our camp that we're gonna do the end of June. Um I think it's gonna start the 27th till July 1st. That'll be uh, you know, or actually uh Nick Balpedio, who is gonna be on this episode, is gonna help us out. Uh myself, Ivan, Garrett, we're all gonna be helping out. It's gonna be a full-day camp where we're going to work on stick handling, shooting, um, passing, battling, one on ones. You um, know, really help take you know people's games to the next level, um, and really focus on the details. And so we want to focus on peewees and above. Uh, but all of that information you can find online. And if you want to register, uh, go to our website. You can find it there. Um, other than that, the next thing that we have built out and are working through now, as well as for this summer and spring, um, we are building a you know midget and high school showcase team to you know help players find different paths for you know juniors college whatever their their next step uh, might be and so again we'll put on a lot of different events go to showcases tournaments um, different things like that and so if you're interested in being a part of that group uh, feel free to go to the, again go to the website everything's on the website um, and you could submit your info to Become a part of the group, and we'll continue to keep you updated from that standpoint. Um, Other than that, uh, this episode with Nick was was awesome. Really cool dude. Glad he took time out of you know his vacation in Florida to to come do this. So um, I hope you enjoy it. And yeah, all right. Hey, recording's in progress. Let's go. Big big energy. Let's Um, get
1: after it. (laughs) um,
0: What's up, everybody? uh episode seven wow uh episode seven TNP hockey doing this podcast thing it's pretty funny like how it started and i'll tell you a quick story too nick like kind of had the idea like listening to a lot of podcasts right like a lot of popular ones they're spitting chiclets all that stuff and really I, i'm not a super technical guy and i was like whatever like this is something i want to try to do and i'll figure it out and so um that's kind of what i did and now we're already on episode seven so if for any anybody listening, right? Like, if you ever have an idea that you're thinking about or something that you want to try to do, like, don't worry about what anybody else thinks and just try to get after it, um, and just kind of start doing what you you want to do. Um, so, just to introduce our next guest, I'm super pumped. Met you over last summer, and just the biggest beauty on on a pair of skates, um, helping coach. And so, uh, Nick Belpedio. It's awesome to have you. So, a little bit of background, right? This kid grew up in Skokie. If you don't know where Skokie is, and you're not from Illinois, it's just a nice, beautiful little little neighborhood just north of Chicago, and that's where all the all the beauties live. Um, so, it makes sense that you're from there. Uh, and so, welcome to the podcast. Um, how's it going? You're you're not in Illinois, right? You're
1: somewhere more sunny. No. I'm uh down in Marco Island for a couple of days here before heading back to Chicago for Christmas. Got ten days off, so it's been nice, seventy-five, can't complain. There you go. That's awesome. Is uh is your family down there too, or is your family here? Yeah, my mom and dad are both here with me, and then one of my best friends came down for a couple of days. So it's been a lot of fun. Went fishing, caught a couple of big ones. So
0: there you go. Nice. Yeah, I think, you, I think you made it, sent me a picture and I'll, I'll throw it up just so everybody can see how, how big of a beauty that one of those catches was. Was that you or was that your dad?
1: Uh, my dad got one and I got one too. They're both Goliath groupers. So, you know, there you go. But mine might have been like 50 pounds. My dad had like 90 pounder. They get up to 500. So they're yeah. like babies, but pretty strong fish.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a pretty strong guy, right? Like that's. Kind of like what you you dumbbell curls, five hundred or what?
1: Yeah, yeah, at least yeah. five hundred, if not more. <laughs> nice. And
0: who's your buddy with you? Let's let's give him a little shout out. I know who it is. Uh but.
1: Joey Carolla. He's actually he left because he had to go back for Christmas, but uh he plays at UNLV. We just became good buddies. Our parents worked together, so
0: there you go. Nice. Just living the dream. Um probably in Las Vegas, like that has a crazy time. Um I'm sure he's he's having a blast there going to school probably not as much schooling, but a little bit more hockey and, and they having fun, I, I assume, but yeah. I um, think so. Yeah. So um, yeah. Again, appreciate you coming on here. I'm, I'm super pumped. And, you know, you and I have been texting back and forth about this a little bit. And uh, as soon as like, you were like, let's do it. You know, I was like, and rights, pal. Let's, let's get after it. So yeah. uh, just, just to like, kind of go all the way back, right? Just to when you were growing up, Um, how did you get into hockey? What was your family life like? Um, Let's start there.
1: Um, Well, my brother obviously played. He started with Skokie Flyers. My dad also played. He played high school in Illinois growing up. So kind of just got thrown into the mix. really enjoyed it. Spent a lot of time around the rink watching my brother when I was three, four, five years old. And uh, I also played football and baseball, too. So I kind of had quick, a whole lot Quick shout-out
0: to multi, multi-sport athletes. I love that.
1: That's good stuff. Yeah, I know. Young kids out there, I would recommend play as many sports as you can for as long as you can. Become most athletic and pick the one you like from there. For but, sure. Uh, I ended up going with hockey. I started playing in Glenview with the Stars. Played with the Blues for a bit before I made my way to AAA. I played for TI, 2A, before I went to Culver Academy for a year and a half um didn't really work out there so I came back home and played for the mission won a national championship and and headed off to juniors in college
0: no way that's funny I uh you know when you and I met and even when we were hanging out with Sarnak I didn't know that so you you won a, a national championship with was it uh who is it you said
1: yeah, my U sixteen mission team. We won. We were we won it, and uh, I think it was twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. That year, U sixteen. Where uh, where's that at the tournament? Oh, Philadelphia, Philly. Yeah, Philly or Pittsburgh. I can't remember. I think it was Philly though.
0: Okay, but just a, a tough, tough area where they're known just for for grinding it out. And you guys ground it, grind it out a national championship. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, we had a tight one in the. And the final it was us and Team Wisconsin. I think we came up two or three one. It was a close game.
0: Okay, I mean those two teams are pretty close together. Like, did you guys play them throughout the season? And has it was it always like a battle?
1: Yeah. So we actually lost in the regional final. So regionals is obviously Illinois, Missouri Wisconsin, and I believe it's Nebraska. And we lost in the regional finals to Team Wisconsin, and we lost them a couple more times throughout the year. We went into the tournament, and we got a bid, obviously, because we didn't win the region, but they gave us the number one seed over team with Godin, which was no a way. wild. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know. It just felt like everything laid out so perfectly, and I just kind of knew. I think everyone knew we were going to win it.
0: Yeah. You just – you had a good group, and I don't know, whatever happens during, like, a specific game, right, especially in postseason, like, anything could happen really, right? So um, that's cool that everybody knew and gave you the bid, and you guys win it up. I ended up taking that advantage of that and, and winning, so
1: that's cool. Yeah, uh, it was it was a great experience. So.
0: yeah. Um, so which year was your U15 year? Because I I know like based on uh the last episode we did uh with Sharpie, like you know, we were talking about how big that, that U15 years was. So can you talk about
1: um where you were for that one? So I actually when I was playing youth hockey, there wasn't U15. It was just U14, and then it would be – so my year would have been 2000s and 2001s, which I'm a 2001. And then okay. the next year, it's 01 and two thousand or 2002s. So technically, my U15 year, I spent half of it at Culver. Went back and played for Mission with a lot of my close friends, and uh, that was like USHL draft, OHL draft that season. Okay. Um, so it was, a, it was a big one. Ended up getting drafted by Omaha, fourth overall. Never played a game there, though. Actually, but uh, no
0: way they, they drafted you. And then yeah, uh, they drafted did you get me. There.
1: No, no. Like I planned on playing U sixteen the next year, anyways with Mission, and I ended up getting traded in like September or something. It was wild. Okay, so you, you were
0: traded in September. So the season, like, did it just start or hadn't started yet for for you so, U sixteen?
1: Yeah, no that that year was my second year. U sixteen, we already started. I was playing real well, doing good. Team was unreal, and uh, just got like a call one day. He's like, "Hey, like we're gonna move you, and uh, this wasn't you. This is just like we need a defenseman who's gonna play you right now." And he said, "Oh, you're going to Missoulian." So, okay, and um, do as
0: a sixteen year old, right? Like, yo, that's. I don't know, it depends, right, how you used to, um, like, taking constructive criticism or, like, bad news like that was. Like, what was your first, like, reaction to it? Um, were you pretty bummed or were you like, oh, whatever?
1: Honestly, I, I, Omaha is great in the USHL. Great rank, great great organization. I was excited. It was closer to home than Michigan. It's only three hours from Chicago. And, you know, I didn't have any games in the league, so I was just like, all right, like, this is all right, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you got
0: to Muskegon, um, yeah. Wh- what was your like first experience like? How was the first season
1: for you? Oh, the first season USHL was a tough one for me. I uh, started off really well, and then I actually got hit in the face with a puck. My jaw was like out to here. It was crazy. No way. Tried, play- tried playing the next game, and mm-hmm. the trainer's like, "We're just gonna like let you sit this one out. Like if that thing gets hit again, they don't want to break it or anything like that." So. Out, I think it was a Saturday night, didn't play. And then from there on out, it was kind of like, we were the best team in the league that year. So it was like, I'd play some games and get scratched the others. I think I might've got scratched for like 15 games in the regular season. Everybody was competing
0: for ice time. Like it was a really good group.
1: Yeah. I was like one of the youngest guys on the team too. And like, it was tough. Mm -hmm. We had older defensemen, but it was overall like a really good experience. Like, the coaches worked with me on the side, you know, skill development and just stuff like that on the days I was scratched and wasn't playing and kind of just stepped with it. Um,
0: Anybody you want to shout sports. out there? Uh, like while you were there?
1: One of the, one of my close friends still is Igor Afanasev. He, uh, he's playing with the Milwaukee Admirals now. He's, uh, he's from Russia, played in Detroit though. So he's pretty Americanized and, uh, He's the man. We were tight there. There's a couple other guys. Alex Gaffney I was pretty close with. He's at Harvard now, so play him quite a bit.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, who was the first guy you mentioned? I, I might have seen him play. If he's on the Admirals right now, um, took my team to like, – I also yeah, coached for the Naperville Sabres. Shout out to them. Um, took them to a Wolves game, and I think that's where they were playing uh, last Sunday.
1: Yeah, Igor Afinosev, he, uh After Muskegon – he was drafted second-rounder, could have been a first-rounder, uh, signed, played up in, in Windsor for a year. Then it was COVID year, obviously. Went back over to Russia, played in the KHL for, I believe, St. Petersburg. Now he's been in Milwaukee for two years. But Okay.
0: Nice. Um, so, you know, for you personally, it sounds like, you know, ups, ups and downs going back to like Muskegon, by the way, like, you know, ups and downs and, um, you grinded it out, but, you know, you said maybe like a relatively tough year for you. Um, how did the team do and what did you do like after, like what was your, your next step after Muskegon?
1: Um, team did really well. Like we, we went to Eastern conference final, played the steel and lost. And those are five game series. I believe we lost in four and OT just like a heartbreaker, but, uh, Uh, We were number one atop the standings, pretty much us in Tri-City from the other conference the whole year and, like, thought that we were going to go to the final. And obviously things didn't work out the way we wanted to in playoffs. But after that, I vividly remember I got home. I think we finished, like, May 1st. I got home May 3rd. And literally five minutes within walking in the door of my house, head coach is calling me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go. And he's like, hey, like, we're going to move you to Waterloo. I was like, all right. He's like, yeah, like, we just needed some draft picks because it was drafted in the USHL. Okay. I got on the phone with the Waterloo guys. They were really excited to have me. They made the move for me, obviously. They had some other Chicago guys there that said some good things about me. And that's where I ended up for the next two years.
0: Okay. Those guys that you're talking about, um, you know, were they close in an agent were they guys like you would train with in the summer and stuff?
1: Yeah. So, oh, Wyatt should go with you. He's at Western Michigan now. He, uh, me and him won nationals together on nice. mission. So, he, uh, he had a big say there.
0: So, it wasn't like you were walking into the locker room cold either. Like, you knew a couple of guys. So, that probably felt good too, huh? Made you comfortable. Yeah.
1: No, I knew a couple of guys for sure. And, uh, it was different though. When I got to Waterloo, I was like, while well, this is a different environment. Like I went to main camp, still had like my Muskegon stickers on my helmet. And uh equipment <laughs> the manager and our like met, like physical trainer like came up. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what? He's like, take Get those stickers. Ice. He's like, yeah. you're not playing for Muskegon anymore, but like take those stickers off. And uh Waterloo was just like a great experience. It's a very pro style environment. And they spend a lot of time on making you like the best people, best players they possibly can. It's it's a hard environment to play in, but it's one that helps you in the future. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, Makes you kind of grow up and be a little bit more mature, I guess, like have some more responsibility.
1: Absolutely. Like it was like, you know, team warm up as a team before practice team cool down after practice type of place where it's like, Hey, you're going to learn how to do it all right here right now. Yeah. And you're expected to do it. And if you didn't do it, uh, there was an assault bike waiting down. In the <laughs> locker room. So hop on it. yeah, pretty much. And it was, it was a good time there though. I'm really thankful for the two years there. I learned a lot and there was a lot of adversity there, but I enjoyed it at the end of the day and made some really good friends.
0: Good, man. Um, do you want to talk about, like, I like talking about that too, because, right, everybody has time to time dealing with adversity and, and battling um, those types of things. Do you want to talk about that a little bit and what you mean? Like, was it for you personally or the, or the team?
1: Um, I mean, first year our team, another year I was on the best team in the league. Uh, definitely thought we were, I really believed that we were going to win the Clark Cup that year and then Got called in the locker room one day. Hey guys, season's on hold. COVID. And oh my god, I didn't so had
0: re- we prospects up, and I didn't even realize that. Was that- yeah?
1: So I think we got forty-eight games in that year. Yeah, yeah. So it was like maybe February. Okay. Um, but initially when I went in there, I thought I don't want to say I thought I was gonna be the man, but I did at the same time. And, yeah. Uh, I was in for a rude awakening when I got there, to be completely honest. And coach was really tough on me, trying to push me. And, like, it was just a different environment. And, like, the little things are what mattered there. Like, yeah. he says, coaches say you go around this tire. Like, you better you go better around the tire make sure. and, not, yeah. and not cut it. If they say you don't stick handle before making passes, like, better not do it type of place. So, that took a while for me to learn that. Yeah. But once I did, I found myself to be a bit more successful in my second year, for sure. But it was tough. It was frustrating. Um, There was definitely moments when I quite honestly didn't want to be there. And it took a lot to get through. But at the end of the day, I think it made me a better player. And it's definitely helped me in college.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know what? And it's it's awesome you got to experience it then, too. And, like, see from early on, I'm sure. It sounds like you came from maybe a different experience where, you know, things might have been – a little bit more loose where somebody just wants you to go out and play and, you know, worry about other things where, you know, the guy in Waterloo might have been like attention to detail was his thing and harping on that. So it's like a big adjustment. And for you to like say "And all, you thought you were going to be the man. Sure. There's a lot of other people going through that too, but, you know, there's times where, I don't know, you need confidence. Like don't ever lose confidence, but, you know, there's times where you need to be like uh, humble too and kind of like, Learn as you
1: go, type thing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And like Muskegon, it was much more, you know, make plays, you slip passes, stuff like that. And you know, I got to Waterloo, and it's like, hey, rim the, rim the puck. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone plays different styles. And the West and the USH Muskegon's in the East, Waterloo's in the West. It's it's much harder game, more hitting, faster. So that's how we played, and we played on a rink that was bigger than Olympic too. So really. Oh, It was, it was, it was so massive. Like, so, like, cross-corner dumps is, like, actually a possession play in that ring. Like yeah, so, is rim, so is rimming the puck the same thing. So, like, I had to learn that. And that took me time, obviously.
0: Yeah, learning the speed of the, like, boards and how, like, the, just the touch on the puck
1: kind of thing. Yeah, everything. Just, like, the whole style was different than what I was used to, you know. I was, Instead of looking for the D-to-D hinge, it was D-to-D right up type of play where I was used to, oh, skate hinge, you know. Yeah. D to D right up, rim the puck, you know, get it out as quick as possible, even if it's off the glass.
0: Yeah. Good. Well, um, you know, it's awesome too. like talking about how you were able to, to like adapt and adjust, like, you know, they kept you around for, you know, there was that COVID year and you came back and, you know, still played a ton of games. So um, I'm sure you were able to make the adjustments and, and do the right thing. So kudos to you on that. Um, so that was You played two years there. That was your end of juniors. During
1: what time, like, did you commit to to Colgate? So I committed to Colgate in November of my third year, so my second year in Waterloo. Okay. Um, It's right before Thanksgiving, I believe. Okay. Um, Yeah, what what
0: was the recruiting process like for you for there? Um, How did that all come about for you?
1: Um. Honestly, like, as a family, me and my dad and brother decided, like, it would be best for me to play three years, even before I was in the league. So, early on when I was in mesquite and I had a lot of of schools knocking, like, hey, do you want to maybe come in next year or the year after type of thing? And my dad and myself said, I'm not committing anytime soon. Like, obviously, college hockey, there's coaching changes, there's commitments, you know, stuff like that, that gets in the way of like the development process. So I waited it out and uh, Colgate called me. I was actually in Florida in August before my last year of juniors and Colgate coaches reached out. And uh, one of them was my national camp coach, national oh, camp, nice. camp. Yeah. yeah. One of my coaches there. He, uh, he went from Niagara to Colgate and uh, he reached out and kind of started the recruiting process there. And uh, so, I mean, three months later, I ended up committing there. It was tough, though, because New York State, they had laws with COVID, so I couldn't even go see the campus, nothing. Like, it was crazy. Um, but I was picking between there and Wisconsin. Those were the final two for me. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, so I ended up going to Colgate. Love it. Um,
0: yeah, that's awesome. I uh, also am on, like, Elite prospects, so looking up, you know, you went to – did you go to national camp? Your 15-, 16-, 17-year? Yes. What was uh, your experiences like there for that? Um,
1: there's a whole process with that, so you got to make it through your state camp and then your regional camp, and then you go to a national camp. And uh, Okay. I always thought it was a really good experience, and you're playing around a lot of really good players, but the problem with it was, like, it's summer hockey.
0: Okay. Because it happens so, in the middle of summer. Yeah. So, not – yeah, I, it's hard to, like, turn the gears. Like, you just – went through a whole season of, like, being dialed in, given, like, 100%. So what did you have, like, a couple of weeks off after the season and then you went into
1: to camp or what? I mean, like, the youth season ends in, what, April, early April, yeah. right? And then national camps in July <laughs> or June. So it's, like, yeah. you're off for, like, two months. You haven't played games. And then you get thrown into a camp. You practice once and you have a game, you know? Yeah, well, it's like it's very much like summer hockey if that makes any sense. And like, there's players like obviously the 16 and 17 year. There's like a five nations tournament, and there's the Holinka tournament. There's guys that were on those five nations and Holinka teams that aren't even playing hockey anymore. As wow. crazy as that sounds, so like yeah, for me like it was great experience to be a national camp. You know, playing for all these colleges, junior teams, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like. That camp's not make or breaker on anything. My brother didn't make a national camp and he ended up playing for the national development program. So it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I I met or yeah, met you through Daniel too. And um I I really don't know anything about your brother. Um, what like what is he up to? Um brought him up a couple of times. Where's he playing? Um what's his what's his background? Yeah.
1: So I'll go back a bit because obviously he was one, him and my dad were the two reasons I started playing hockey. So my brother played through Flyers and Skokie, Glenview Stars, uh, went AAA, played for TI, and then ended up going and playing at Culver Academy. So that's how I ended up there. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I just wanted to kind of, like, I love that yeah. place, wanted to follow him, you know. It didn't end up working out as well there for me as it did for him. So then after Culver, he uh, committed to Miami. Well, he was still at Culver, actually. And then made the national team as a captain there in his U18 season. Um, went to Miami for four years and uh, spent some time. Now he's HL, NHL, like really on the fringe of it. Okay. He, uh, he was Man. in Minnesota. So he played in Iowa. Uh, then he was in Montreal last year, played with the Laval Rocket. And uh, now he's with Philadelphia. So he's in Le- Lehigh Valley.
0: Nice. Well, thanks for not saying, hey, Sarge, you should probably do your homework before you have somebody on. So uh <laughs> appreciate that. No, but that, that's cool. I mean, it sounds like was uh you lean, lean on him a lot, uh and your dad during certain certain situations where you're coming into adversity, you're like, what do I do? Um, they kind of help you out a
1: little bit. Oh, uh, absolutely. And I mean at the end of the day, it's just keep your head up and work hard. It's the answer yeah. to everything. It really is, like as cliche as that sounds. Uh you know, there's always an opportunity to get better even if you're in the worst possible situation and like I promise like you'll come out of it one way or another and you'll be thankful for it whether it's hockey ends up working out or you'll learn something more important in life from a situation Um, something that like I always think about is like you gotta be like a duck like they go underwater but they pop right back up there you go I never it's, heard that one, one
0: before
1: yeah, yeah my dad says that one a lot um, okay and also man it's that's like a a couple of bad games or a bad whole season you know like there's you're gonna be better eventually. yeah that's awesome that's it's really good uh that's what we call a sound
0: bite uh that's uh you're you're a beauty i don't care what everybody else says about you <laughs> um to say so finish your, your junior stint. um before we move on to college what was like you know, talked about some maybe adversity and stuff like that. What was your biggest, like, victory, like, personal victory that you're, like, man, felt awesome about that?
1: In juniors? Yeah. Oh, uh, honestly, getting that commitment was great. Like, was okay. Awesome. Um, Wisconsin was obviously there, but these Collier guys, like, I, I appreciate them so much and what they've done for me, and they, they truly believed in me, and, like, they – knew the player I was, even though I wasn't doing that in juniors, if that made any sense, you know, No, and they, they That's said, everything's going to be fine, you know, just get through your career in Waterloo and Muskegon and, you know, everything's going to work out. You're going to come here and it's going to be different. And I trusted them and they trusted me. And so far it's been awesome at Colgate and they've been with me the whole way. So I can't thank those coaches and that program enough, honestly.
0: That's awesome. Um, Good shout out for them for sure. And it sounds like, yo, know, let me know if I'm like off on this too, but you know, there's times where players right are playing for coaches where, you know, you might have to adjust the way you play and like not typically the, the way you like to play. And so it's cool that they had the, the foresight of like, Hey, we know that you could, you're capable of this, but you know, based on where you're playing, you might have to change up that style. So, you know, it's cool that they were able
1: to kind of see through that. Yeah, no, it was it was uh it was pretty crazy. And their like recruiting statement, they like they show video of you playing. Cool thing at Colgate, yeah, I didn't. No other school did this actually. That's like, it. was funny. It was funny because they pulled just up turnovers
0: clips. after turnovers. <laughs> no,
1: pizza yeah, after pizza. Uh, yeah. they pulled up clips from my the time in Muskegon. Actually, none from Waterloo, <laughs> except for like, a couple defensive plays. But mostly in Muskegon when I was with had the puck, and they're like, "This is how we play at Colgate." And we're like we understand the situation you're in now and your role at, at, in Waterloo and that's okay but you, you're capable of doing this obviously as you as you show so you're going to come to college and have to do this you know that type of thing but the college coaches understood what my role was in Waterloo and they they said you're fine just keep doing what you're doing type of thing um yeah obviously yeah you're gonna have to adapt your roles wherever you go like realistically you know there's first round picks in the NHL that get stuck on the third and fourth line. Those guys are crazy skilled, like crazy skilled. But those guys, as you you get older, the leagues get better and it's harder. You got to find a way to make it, right? Yeah.
0: Um, Good example. And somebody who uh, came to Chicago and now has like a nice training facility up here um, near Park Ridge, Ben Eager. I think he was like a really high draft pick, but ended up putting himself more into like that, just having to find – a different role for himself where, you know, he had to, had to be, I um I want to say a tough guy, but you know, like a grinder where you're making hard plays, you're playing hockey the hard way as opposed to like puck always on your stick, being more offensive, that type of thing. Absolutely. I mean, like
1: at some point it's just about your reliability. The coaches want to know when you're on the ice, you're going to do the right thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. When you're in a situation uh, like that. Dude, it's really cool. It's funny that they pulled up videos of you. I'm sure you were. Was that a little tire pump? You're like, oh, this is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty
0: cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so now you're you're at uh, Colgate. Uh, how's it been so far? Uh,
1: just Yeah, I don't know. You have the floor. Take it. Oh, it's been great. I, I love that place. It's awesome. Um, just built five, six years ago. They just built a new $50 million rink on campus. Um, it's a great rink. Yeah, like top of... Uh, state of the art, like sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's unbelievable. Um, ice is unbelievable. Um, School is really tough there. I will say it's almost Ivy League, so that can be a bit challenging. But yeah, teammates are amazing. Campus is amazing. Culture, is like a lot of fun. So yeah, um, besides, sure. uh, besides, um, what was I was just saying. What do you What are you studying? Oh, uh, I was doing econ. So. Okay. And then uh, that didn't work out too well. It's just <laughs> so, tough, yeah. Political science now. Okay. Um, it's kind of like a mix of econ and law, but yeah, and government, I guess.
0: Is that going way better? Like you
1: like you're more engaged with it. Yeah, it definitely is a bit easier too. Like less, like less math, to be honest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: The less you got to worry
0: about it, the more time you get to focus on hockey and working out. Yeah, great.
1: that was, that was really like my main thinking behind it was like, you know, I got four years to do this. I'm going to put all my effort into what I love and I'll get by and do well in school, A's and B's. Yeah, there you
0: go. Um, well, we were just talking about it and I kind of changed subjects to go to Colgate, but I want to go back and talk about, um, you mentioned like the, the style of player that you are, whatever. And based on, you um, you know, doing the, the camp with you, I can feel like you you rip the puck. So, I feel like having the puck on your stick is a little bit, you know, more your, your cup of tea. But, yeah, talk about, like, your style of play, um, stuff like that.
1: Uh, I would say just very two-way, really good skater, um, good IQ, and just reliable. Uh, got a pretty heavy shot, so I like to use that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, com- NHL comparable, like – my favorite player to watch is probably Tory Krug. Okay. So that's, that's who I try to mimic my game after the most.
0: Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I love, always love that clip when he is battling in front of the net. I yeah. think you know I'm talking about in playoffs and then oh, goes down yeah. the other end, barrels, whoever that was. Yeah, that was uh, Peron. Peron. Um, let's see. What else do I want to ask you about? Uh, I guess, are you looking past, like, no, I, I shouldn't ask that because, you know, I, I know you're focused on taking a little break right now and then towards the end of the season. Um, I was looking at where where are you guys at right now in the ECAC? Are you third?
1: Yeah, we're in third place, which is
0: where you want to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you know how many games you guys have
1: left? We, uh, I think we played 12. Or okay. in conference, so we got – 12 more. It's 22, uh, 22 in conference uh, regular season. And then, so there's 12 teams in our league, obviously. So, top four get a bye the first round. And then you reseed, play the second round. And then, final four go to Lake Plastid for the conference tournament there. So, we we actually made it there last year, um, which was a great experience. Uh, that's awesome. I, I didn't know that. Um, how'd yeah. you guys do? We, uh, we were in a tight one with Queenie Pack. They were, they were number one in the country for quite some time last year. Lost three, one hit like four or five posts. It was crazy. Oh yeah. Um, so just try to look up,
0: uh, you know, your guys roster right now. Who's, uh, God, you're such a handsome picture. That's great. Um, who is like, you know, um, Top scores, um, stuff like that.
1: Who's your Who's your uh, D
0: partner, by the way?
1: Anthony Stark. Okay. Big beauty. Yeah, he's the man. Okay. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, top scores though. Alex Young, Matt Verboon, Alex DePaul, Rossman, and Colin Young—they're all sitting at like just around a point a game. Some a little bit higher than others, but those are forwards that really. Really turn it on for us. Um, Raboon's got a really good shot on the power play. Nice one timer. Nitten shoots the puck hard. Alex Young shoots the puck hard, but you know all really good players. Playmaking abilities really high from all of them. So,
0: um, say. So I guess. Just looking past, I'll, I'll kind of wrap this up too. Give you some time back to go to to sunny Florida and hang no, out. Oh yeah. Uh, um, what like everybody's goal is to to make the NHL, right? But like you know, uh, what are you focusing on now to like you know get to to where you want to be? Um,
1: just taking it as slow as possible and enjoying every single day. Quite honestly, you never know what can happen. You know, one day, knock on wood, you might not be able to play hockey anymore. So i you know, just enjoy it, put 100, 100% effort into it every single day and, you know, have fun, make jokes around the rink, you know, have a good time around the guys and whatever it happens, happens. And that's kind of how I've gone about it for the past year and a half at Colgate and I think it's really helped me and I think it's changed me as a player in an aspect where, like, I'm having more fun so I'm, I'm having the ability to play better but at the same time, I'm taking it very seriously and being very hard on myself with it. Oh, uh, my thing's just day by day. Don't look past the next day, and that's it, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like you described that really well, right? Like, there's there's times to be serious and, like, dial in and focus up. Then there's times where, like, you need to blossom steam, be loose. Like, I'm sure – you are you the jester in the locker room or what? <laughs> one of <laughs> huh? them. Absolutely, absolutely one of them, yeah. There you go. Nice. Keeping the boys light, so – that's uh that's awesome um dude, yeah thanks for for doing this is there anything else that you like wanted to, to touch on that you know I, I might not ask i know we kind of uh went oh. all over the place from time to time but
1: no i mean i know you wrote the like what's the italian citizenship thing oh was, yeah thank you i uh, <laughs> totally yeah, missed that well, me and my brother and mom we all have our citizenships over there um Got it actually solely for the purpose of hockey. My grandma was born in Italy, raised there before she moved to Chicago. So uh, just, like, hopefully one day have the opportunity to play over there. Um, I think it'd be a cool experience. They have the Olympics in 26. So that would be another cool experience. I'm not sure what the rules are on that, though. But, know, just having options, you know, just making my dream last as long as possible. And I think it would ultimately be really cool to go on. Spend some time there. even if it's a year over there. Yeah,
0: that'd be sick. Um, my brother I, like actually got the chance when he was in college to play for there's like collegiate TBSA and those they had the games in Trentino, Italy. And like I couldn't make it there, but like my mom and my sister went, and uh, it was actually really cool. Like somebody he met through you know, he went to camp a couple of times with the Indiana ice and there was like this Italian kid that we ended up, you know how it goes, right? Like sometimes you go to these camps and you just meet random people in the hockey world that like so big, but you meet everybody and you start making like different friendships. So he ended up, one of the games was, you know, USA versus Italy. And so they got to like line up against each other. So that was pretty sick.
1: Yeah, know. it'd be, that's awesome. I think it would just be a really cool experience just to go play there, you know, yeah it's not press some good press some good food too, and hang out yeah and play some hockey I mean, not too often like you know whether it be two years when i'm done at colgate or 10 who knows but it's not often you just get to go live here in europe italy france wherever it may be you know and just have fun play hockey, travel yeah
0: for sure um that's part of like what hockey gives you too right the chance to just go go see different stuff travel um so that's a really cool experience um just see if there's anything else but no seriously i appreciate it uh you crushed this interview thank you for doing that and quick on the spot too especially while you're on vacation in florida so um what i will say is wish you the the best of luck like finishing up this year um and like moving forward you're dude awesome awesome dude and know you're working really hard so keep at it and I'll, uh, i'll see you around the rink
1: Yeah. See you back in Chicago. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. See you, big guy. See ya.